Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 28 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me studies as usual on a Monday and we have a look at some listener comments and also uh, something else that has been studied this week. Please do share what you've been studying um, on the Facebook group. I'd love it at some point to be able to have a week where we discuss and study something that someone else has sent in. Uh, so you can do that on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Or you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Also, I haven't mentioned this for quite a while, but uh, I also have a book uh, which is direct, which is kind of a collection of thoughts and impressions and things about living in the world today particularly as a parent of children in the church, uh, which are very important to myself. And so if you're interested, you can uh, have a look at the link in the show notes as well. Uh, But let's move on to today. So first of all, we'll start with our listener comments. And uh, not as many this week, uh, which is absolutely fine. Uh, We've just got one comment this week regarding the look at how we have Genesis chapter 5 and Moses chapter 6. Uh, and talking about the genealogy that was kept. Uh, This individual says, I thought it was interesting that in Genesis 4, Cain's genealogy was given even after he left the community. I think that had to be deliberate on Adam and Eve's part to make sure he was included. Even after all that had happened, they still felt he was part of the family. I was also wondering if all these genealogies were written individually or if they were being copied by hand to be taken to each community. If that's what they had to do, I can understand that someone wanted to shorten the narrative and just put the genealogy and leave out the story of Enoch, especially hundreds of years after after the city was gone, and the story seemed no longer applicable. Um, I think that was very interesting, those thoughts. And uh, yeah, it's definitely some reasons why, um, first of all, Cain's genealogy would have been included uh, in the collection that was kept uh, and also uh, about why Enoch's uh, story may have been left out of our existing Old Testament. Uh, But of course, you know, we have fortunately the the story restored to us today by the prophet Joseph Smith. And it's it's incredible to think again, just how four verses basically that had the story, I put in inverted commas, the story of Enoch, we now have a number of chapters uh, based on this and chapters which are incredible, which give us a lot of insight into the gospel of Jesus Christ, into, um, you know, helping us overcome our weaknesses and, uh, well, not our weaknesses, but our insecurities, really. Um, and also the, the importance of the city of Zion and what building that looks like and what it is, which, of course, we'll be talking about this week. Uh, so... Very uh, good comment there uh, and helps us think about more of what we studied uh, last week and this week that we'll be studying as well. Um, So thank you for that. Uh, And also, again, just if you want to have your thoughts um, shared on the podcast in terms of what you've studied or your thoughts on what we've studied, then please do share your thoughts uh, on the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, So now we'll move into uh, what we're going to study today. Uh, and if you remember, uh, last week we were about we were going to do this, but we had so many listener comments that uh, we didn't get around to it, which is wonderful, absolutely fine. 
Today we'll move on with our study of the proclamations of the church. And uh, if you remember, uh, and if you didn't haven't heard uh, these episodes previously, then maybe go back and, li- and listen to them. But for the last few weeks, we've been start we've been looking at the proclamations of the church. There have been six official proclamations of the church since its organisation in eighteen thirty, uh, and we've looked at the first three. The first three were mainly around the mid eighteen hundreds. There was one given uh, in eighteen forty one, one in eighteen forty five, and then another in eighteen sixty five. While today we're going to fast forward um, about. 115 years, because the next proclamation of the church, uh, which was given and titled as Proclamation from the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was given in 1980. Uh, Why it was so long until there was another proclamation, or why there was a specific proclamation right now, uh, rather than something else, is not very clear. However, Uh, In 1980, a proclamation was issued on the 150th anniversary of the organisation of the church. Um, This was broadcast to the world, and it was announced by President Spencer W. Kimball and then read by Elder Gordon B. Hinckley in the Sunday morning session of a general conference on April 6th, 1980. So it's not even that, you know, it was around 150 years since the church was organised, but it was actually announced exactly 150 years later on April 6th. Um, To quote the section that's in the Enzyme article that I'm sharing this from, um, it says, quote, We testify that this restored gospel was introduced into the world by the marvellous appearance of God the Eternal Father and his Son, the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. It reads, That most glorious manifestation marks the beginning of the fulfilment of the promise of Peter, who prophesied of the times of the restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began, this in preparation for the coming of the Lord to reign personally upon the earth. Close quote. So basically, this proclamation, its purpose was to announce to the world what this church is for, the importance of, the, of this restored church, the gospel that it teaches, uh, and the organisation that has been restored by the Saviour Jesus Christ. Um, if you look at the actual proclamation itself, uh, I like, and you can and you can go and listen to it. So if you, it's easy, relatively easy to find. If you go to the uh, December uh, 2021 Enzyme and find the article that I'm sharing this from, which is titled What We Learn From the Proclamations of the Restoration, and you do this on your um, your, your Gospel Library app, when you get to the fourth proclamation, there's a, there's a link to it, uh, and there's a video as well. So if you'd like to listen to then-elder Gordon B. Hinckley share this proclamation, uh, then you can do so. And some of you listening to this podcast may well remember this uh, proclamation as well being given. Uh, but it basically gives kind of a, a summary of where the church began and where it is now, how it has grown from that small meeting house, uh, which it was read from, obviously. Um, uh, it talks about just the, what uh, the church is for, um, why it has the authority uh, of being the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It refers to the restoration of the priesthood, both the Aaronic and Melchizedek, about the Book of Mormon, uh, about 
how the teachings of the gospel uh, are also available for the living and also for the dead. Uh, and that is done through temples. The importance of family. Um, the, the fact that there is revelation in this church. Uh, the fact that, um, that they've been called to the church's mission is to share the gospel, to gather Israel uh, and to teach faith, to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, there is, it would take too long, really, to discuss in depth every principle that is talked about or touched upon in this proclamation. If you like, it kind of takes uh, the most of the articles of faith, but also builds upon it with things like the, the doctrine or the principle of uh, eternal families and uh, things like that. Uh, in, and then it says, quote, towards the end, quote, as we stand today on the summit of 150 years of progress, we contemplate humbly and gratefully the sacrifices of those who have gone before us, many of whom gave their lives in testimony of this truth. We are thankful for their faith, for their example, for their mighty labours and willing consecrations for this cause, which they considered more precious than life itself. They have passed to us a remarkable heritage. We are resolved to build on that heritage for the blessing and benefit of those who follow, who will constitute ever large, ever and ever enlarging numbers of faithful men and women throughout the earth. This is God's work. It is his kingdom we are building. Close quote. Um, and then, of course, at the end, it uh, invites people to find the truth for themselves, invoking the promise in Moroni chapter 10, verses 4 to 5, about how they can ask God if these things are true. Uh, so really, it is a very general um, but powerful uh, statement about what the church is, why it's important, and what is taught in this church. So please do have a look at a very interesting proclamation. Next week, uh, we'll conclude probably uh, with the proclamations that many of us will be a lot more familiar with. That is the fifth proclamation, that is the family, a proclamation to the world. And of course, the sixth proclamation, which was given in 2020 yes, on, the, on the bicentennial year of the, of the uh, first vision about the restoration of the gospel. Thank you so much uh, for listening today and until we meet again.